Welcome back, everybody. It's Eduardo Jackson, the creator, founder, and CEO of Cinema Draft, the game, your weekly obsession with the daily box office. And we are back with not only fan favorite, not only the draft mom's favorite, but also the people's favorite, the people's champ. This week, we have, once again, our boy Jay Devlin. Welcome back, sir. What is up, my man? It is good to be back on the show uh, as a champion. You know, unlike yes. last week where I was just a regular person, you know, now I'm coming back to the show with, uh, you know, with a little more fanfare, you know, a little more, uh, a little more, a little more credo, a little more bounce in my step, I should yes, say. Yes, and let's, let's, so. jump, let's jump right into it. Let, let's just go right into your call sheet. Tell us the who's, why's, and how you came to this call sheet. Monster Trucks, you know, give us the, give us the deets. Yeah. Tell, tell well, us. You and I did a podcast last week where we ran all this stuff down, and you laughed at my Monster Trucks. I and <laughs> that was a $10 million movie. I, that movie was going to make $10 million, somewhere around there, which for 6900 was like a no-brainer. You're getting 14 points for it. It was like the last thing I put in. Yeah, what did it make? You, you can oh, yeah. oh, so pull it up is, on the screen right now. Yeah, actually, it's due the weekend. Uh, last weekend, it did – yeah, it did uh, – oh, it did 50 – oh, this is a four-day weekend. Sorry, four-day four yeah, weekend, four we day. did – it did, yeah, 10.9. Essentially 11 million. That's, that's so a total steal. And it was honestly like the last thing I needed to fit in. So it just mm -hmm. worked out perfectly, you know, for that to happen. As far as everything else goes, I said it on the show last week, hidden figures, guaranteed, stack it up, underpriced. Whoever makes these prices must have been day drinking last week. <laughs> Guilty oh, charged. Oh, you make the price. Hi, Bob. <laughs> um, and then La La Land, man. I, you know, I, I talked about the post uh, Golden Globes uh, bump that it was yeah. going to get, and it got one. It, it totally and did. Look at it. It was the it, second overall movie in the land last weekend on less than two thousand screens. What it went up forty three percent. Yeah, in in uh, in yeah. box it went up forty three percent and only added three hundred thirty three screens. Still a limited release. And one week out of every fifty two, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> and this was my week where I nailed everything I said on the pod last week. I almost came true. The Ben Affleck movie. Nobody wants to see uh, Ben Affleck running fucking drugs in Miami, thinking he's like a 1940s Don Johnson. <laughs> Nobody cares. Boom, that movie tanked. It sure. Well, actually, what did what did Live by Night? Just to satisfy my curiosity, it, it did. Okay, yeah, five million. That's that's a tank job. Tank uh, job. And the other movie that I knew would tank is what is Jamie Fox? Doing like some like B-list action movie in Vegas that he like should have been like the fifth movie he ever made, or a movie he makes like in ten years, not in the prime of his career. Just actually, I went to go movie. see it today, or I was I was I was poised to go see it today, and I just got sucked in by rewatching The Big Short, so I, I just couldn't do it. I I will see you Sleepless. I probably won't pay for you, but I will see you at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather watch. Sleepless eight point three million is respectable considering it's a limited release. It's only on eight hundred screens. Ed. He's one of the five most talented people in Hollywood. Uh, one of the five most talented people in Hollywood doesn't make an $8 million opening movie. Fair it's enough. Disgraceful. It's disgraceful. Well, yeah, so in, in, his, in his honor, we shall, in, in the honor of his talent, we shall carry on. But, but this, is, this is an excellent call sheet. You have your five-pack of hidden figures. You got, got a little bit of page, got a, a headliner stack of Patriots Day. You got the headliner stack of La La Land. And you snuck in a headliner for Monster Trucks. No money left over. Excellent looking call sheet, Jay Devlin. Thanks. But look who's right behind you. Oh, hi. It's your boy, Simma Draft Swag. 
coming in with 239.92 points. And my only misfire looks like. And it also, just as a reminder, we did have some issues with the system. So movies that that's, were locked at platform actually might have turned wide. So you might see some of these these uh, call sheets with all with you know more wide or limited releases than are normally allowed but yeah we should have the issue fixed this week everything should run smoothly fingers crossed but uh but yeah so this is so my call sheet basically had it, it was it was basically the noah's ark call sheet you had two la la lands two patriots day two bye bye man Oh, and then three hidden figures, and then one Jackie, which I saw today, and I was a little underwhelmed. Although uh, Natalie Portman did do, it did did have an Oscar nomination worthy performance. But yeah, so I kind of went with well, what I felt was fairly safe, fairly you know chalky. Bye bye, man. Actually, it, it, it once again reaffirms my my theory that that January, although a dumping ground for the studios, is also fertile dumping ground for those. Uh, horror, thrill, you know, thriller type movies like you know the Bye Bye Man, Underworld, and crap like that. So Bye Bye Man did thirteen point five million, and I did reap the benefits of having a headliner stack. There's not enough money on the fucking planet for me to go see Bye Bye Man. Not nope. enough. Exponentiate that, and not enough. And that's how much money it would take for me to go, and that's still not enough. <laughs> Why, when I go see Office Christmas Party, are they giving me a preview of Bye Bye Man? Like, in what world are those two movies even closely related? I, I almost got up and left. R-rated, so that's about it. That's about it? You know, I'm, I'm going to see Jason Bateman, man. I'm not trying to be scared and have, like, a sleepless night that night. <laughs> uh, no I want to give a few shout-outs to other people in the feature presentation. The Roan, he had taken, you know, I think he's on baby daddy duty for a while, and he came back triumphant with the number one overall haul this weekend. He placed in, I believe, two or three. Uh, contest. I think I think he placed in in uh, the feature presentation and the best boy for a total haul of forty nine dollars and ten cents. Good looking call sheet. You're uh, welcome, not, by the way, you're welcome to everybody else that played this week that I didn't stack my lineup in every single contest because I ah! like to, I like to share the wealth. He does. Uh, make, Bernie Sanders, like... socialist. Get, let everybody get a piece of the pie. <laughs> Well, and and, in, and actually, into, into playing into that, we'll um we'll we'll jump over to another uh, contest in a second. But in, in playing into that, I actually had the highest scoring total of the week. I like I like to share that with you in another contest uh, momentarily. Another shout out to Cornell Westside, representing again uh, in fifth place. Uh, Nadine Harlem, a godmother. See, not can I, can to I interject for one second? I don't read his name, Cornell Westside. I read his name, Cornell Westside. Westside. <laughs> that's how I read it. Every time I see his name, that's how I read it. So. All right. Well, well Kevin, Kevin Garnett, <laughs> a.k.a. the WBW, the working black writer in Hollywood, a.k.a. Cornell Westside. Westside. Appreciates <laughs> the podcast love. And, and also, and here's also, and this one I'm particularly proud of. I know you said, you know, mom, Claudette Jackson, the draft mom. I mean, probably one of her best performances in the history of the game for her. I mean, it, this is this is a really interesting call sheet, only because it has a fences-sized hole in the middle, but she's still maxed out for what she did. She has a headliner stack of hidden figures. She had she she kind of misfired with the headliner stack of fences, but but got her little lion, got her a Rogue One actor, and and even did some La La Land. And she actually saw La La Land today, and she thoroughly enjoyed it. So kudos to you, mom. Excellent performance. Way to see you grow. You are on the short list for most improved player. Oh, short list. She's the runaway, like, hand her the trophy already. Easily. 
most improved. Almost, but I'm gonna stop you right there because she'll be in the she'll be in the winner's circle within the next five weeks, guaranteed. Well, bold call by Jay Devlin. That's why we love having you on the podcast. My personal pick for the most improved player would have to be Disney Ray. Now, Disney Ray, part of my mom's knitting circle, she actually has the second most. Uh, well, third, actually, after your first place winnings, of course. She actually has the third overall haul in of, of the week with a total of $45.75 placed in all five. She's only she's one of two players, her and BTTF. She placed in all five of of the, the contest this week. Well, aside from yours truly, but I can't win any money. And I want to say she's most improved because she has literally, since she started playing about five weeks ago, she has literally increased her winnings every single week big shouts to disney ray 24 in the rainier valley knitting group all right big shouts to you love your call sheet very proud of you uh well i don't say i love your call sheet. i love how you keep improving and, and winning each week i mean I, so if, if my mom if draft mom is your pick for for winning in the next five weeks i'm putting my money on disney ray keep doing what you're doing girl okay Disney right. And yes, and actually I wanted to show you and then and then LA Law, you know, my boy, we go back to undergrad. Nice to see him cash as well. And G Nice, bring up the rear, you know, not not the not not the strongest call. She would love to see you in the game. Part of the tripod in case you caught us last week. G Nice representing with pretty much every name actor he's heard of. <laughs> <laughs> but good job. Way to see you in there, G Nice. Appreciate you. But no, I wanted to show you what I believe is the scoring call sheet 255 is the amount of points you scored don't think i didn't uh you didn't notice that you saw that right you saw that you know one of your 55 lineups you made beat my lineup in some (laughs) contest yeah so i believe it was uh it was in the key grip so let's take a quick look at that i'll just give you a little little backstory behind that real quick oh no it's your presentation we want to go see the key grip what is a key grip doing i think that's the person who does like the sound on a set they're ho- oh, I think I think he holds the boom mic. I think that's what they do. The key grip. Little, did, you ever see, uh, did you ever see Tropic Thunder? I did. It's been a while, though. I need when Les Grossman gets everybody together in the beginning, and he's like, who in there is a key grip? Go over <laughs> and punch that director right in the face. <laughs> oh, here we go. So, yeah, so I had a four-pack of hidden figures, uh, a three pack of La La Land, a headliner stack of Bye Bye Man and Jackie, and I think that might be the you know or close to what an optimal lineup would be, only because you're getting the most from the top movie in the weekend, which is Hidden Figures. La La Land just totally went boffo this week. Uh, close so to optimal, but you've made a mistake. Why would the, the mistake for optimal is you need more monster trucks in there? Ah! <laughs> no, that, I'm not even kidding because Monster Trucks headliner got 14 points and Jackie only got 10 and Monster Trucks was $2,500 less than Jackie. True, but then I would still need a platform release. Oh, rules, Ed. Who cares about rules? <laughs> rules, schmools, yes. But no, so yeah, so I was actually really excited about this, this uh, call sheet. Of course, it's never in the feature presentation where all the glory is, but I was pretty excited. Uh, if you want to see the full breakdown of our term results this week, feel free to go to our corporate blog, which is you can be found at medium.com slash at cinemadraft, and we have all of the winners listed out for you, and... I, I, I'm sorry, I gotta give a hand to myself. I, I placed all, in the top five in all in, in all contests. A very exciting week. Hopefully, my game is getting better. Maybe one. Don't start referring to yourself in the third person. We'll be good to go. 
<laughs> well, Eduardo Jackson is a benevolent dictator. But anyways, I did want to run by you uh, some of the some of the talent pool we've got coming up for this coming week. I haven't entered the, into the database yet, but these are some of the prices that uh, that we're looking at going into the week. We have some exciting new releases. Uh, we have seven new films into the database. Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. All we, in. Oh, I was about to say, I, th- I thought we were going to have beef here. Oh, and, and speaking of beef, we do have a definitive answer to... Uh, we we, we do not question. have a definitive answer from... We do, ladies and gentlemen. people that voted on Twitter. At Six people. Play Cinema Draft on Twitter. The poll is up. Come There's on. only three hours left. And by the time you listen to this, it, it probably will have been closed. But it is decisive by two-to-one margin. Jean-Claude Van Damme would kick Steven Seagal's ass in a fight against each other in their prime. Further proof that Twitter is just absolutely ridiculous. It actually really is. <laughs> but I just love the fact that the people supported your boy. But no, um, so we, we have some really exciting new releases that I'm looking forward to. That Triple X, I, I mean, I'm telling you, at the, the second you know, the game locks at 10 p.m. Pacific, I'm in a car going to the D-Box Theater looking for my rumble seat you know, to, to see Triple X Return of Xander Cage. That shit is going to be lit. Dude, like, Vin Diesel like would camp. remake Gone uh, Gone with the Wind. He could remake Dancing in the Rain. He could remake uh, Little Orphan Annie. I don't care. I'd go see that movie. Uh, and what was crazy is that doesn't matter. I mean, it, you know, yeah, this is. I mean, yeah, Diesel Diesel is, is the god. I had uh, well, yeah, I'm not gonna name drop. But I did. I did meet him briefly once, and I told him how much I loved his. Uh, his he had this one little indie film where he was like an old man, an old mobster, a gangster, whatever on trial that nobody saw. And the only reason why I saw or heard about it was because I was reviewing movies at the time and I got a screening and I loved that. That was great. And I saw him and it's like you know months after a few months after it came out, no one saw it. Tanked the box office. I told him when I saw him, hey, I really respect your work in you know whatever that movie was. He's like, and he looked really, really like, please, like thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> Because no very, I got a, I got a very that. relatable story to that. I'll, I'll make it real quick. Please, no. In, in LA, about uh, 15 years ago, fly out here with a buddy on a little golf trip before I lived out here. We're sitting in O'Brien's on Wilshire, uh, having a beer. My buddy turns around, looks over, who's sitting at a table? Ed O'Neill from Married with Children. This is before Modern Family, after Married with Children. So, probably like around the little giants years with Rick Moranis. Uh, so, my buddy. He's like, says the bartender, is that Ed O'Neill? I want to go say hi. The bartender goes, whatever you do, don't say Al Bundy. He's like, no way. I would never do that to him. My buddy walks over. Mr. O'Neill, I just want to tell you, I'm a really huge fan of yours. I love when you played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of people don't realize that. Ed O'Neill had like a little, like a, a preseason stint with the Steelers. What? Ed, O'Neill, Ed O'Neill pulled the chair out for my buddy, <laughs> like, like a chivalrous gentleman. And sat down and had like multiple beers with my friend for that's, almost an hour. Yes, I don't think anyone knows that that he played for the Pittsburgh. That's amazing. That's a great story. A moral of the story: always compliment somebody for the most obscure thing they've ever done in their life, and they'll be very, very happy about it. Excellent point. In that movie of uh, Vin Diesel's that I uh, gave him dap on at uh, the backstage of the NAACP Image Awards was uh, Find Me Guilty. He played Jackie D. Norcio, Norcio, which I believe was based off a true story. So, Find Me Guilty. Yeah, look at that. Look at that hair. And they made him look super old. This is like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. So, yeah. Wow. Some people just don't look good with hair. <laughs> he's one, he's one of them. Yeah, look at that. Oh, wow. Look at that hair. Yeah, find me guilty, everybody. It's, it's a good flick. Check it out. Uh, so, yeah, so the, the, the true Hollywood stories on the Cinema Draft podcast. 
hashtag you're welcome. So yeah, so we um so I'm looking forward to Xander Cage. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that in D Box Thursday night after Theater Lock. Uh, we also split, which looks scary as hell, but I'm in. For some yeah, reason, I want to see this freak show. I really do. The trailer of that movie haunted my dreams for about four days. Uh, I didn't know. I want nothing to do with that movie. What to do with it? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, also, as a uh, startup founder myself, I am all over the founder. Very interested in that. That's uh, ba- the Ray Kroc story about how he basically hijacked the McDonald's name. <laughs> yeah, that looks great. It's Michael Keaton, right? It's Michael Keaton, absolutely. Uh, and I'm then, totally so, on that. Yeah, I'm in on that too. And then something called The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Not really looking forward to that. Patterson looks interesting. Super indie. I'll have to check it out. And like, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to expand to 50 screens. It's still going to be a platform release. That's your boy uh, Adam Driver, a.k.a. Kylo Ren from The Force Awakens doing his indie thing again. He's got one of those, he's, he really has like a, it's weird. He's got like a, a, a leading man frame because he's like super tall and, and kind of lanky and stuff. But he, and I used to be in like the military too, but he's got like a really indie face. It's very strange, but he's very interesting, you know, uh, very, very quirky actor. I'm always interested in seeing what he's in. And then uh, I saw like women. seven Adam Drivers panhandling in Venice this weekend. I mean, he, he <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's like you, he looks homeless a little bit. You yeah. nailed it. It's like I, you could either be like an A-list Hollywood celebrity or homeless. I, I just don't know. No, in between, I'm glad he, he chose the former. Because. And then 20th Century Women expands. That's Annette Benning. I don't. I mean, the more I, I, I don't know. I'm, I can probably wait for video on that one, but it's getting a lot of buzz and, and awards love a little bit. So it, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of intrigued. And then we're adding L because L got some some Golden Globes love. Uh, over the over the last uh, weekend or whatever, so the, so that the, actually like El McPherson story. What what is that movie? About? No, it's it's um it's uh, was it Verhoeven's? Is it Verhoeven's? Oh, uh, wife? Like uh, all Verhoeven? Yeah, uh, Elizabeth Hubert. That's uh okay. that's her name. I'm pretty sure they're married, and she like he directed her, and she's like the star, and it's, it's foreign, so it's probably gonna be a bunch of stuff. To, yeah, Paul Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. And that's, I believe, his wife, Elizabeth Hooper, Hooper, and she's she's French, and she's you know in the yeah, thing, and she, she, she won the Golden Globe off this of is America. Um, we pronounce that Hooper, all right? Hooper. Thank, thank you, fancy <laughs> accent for the French Cinema Draft podcast. This is America. <laughs> Hooper. Oh man. Oh yeah. That that that's that's year three of our <laughs> plan for worldwide domination. <laughs> Absolutely, a spouse is. Where did go? Oh, actually, I was wrong. That's not her husband. It's some guy named Ronald Shema. Never mind. Anyways, yeah, it's Verhoeven because he got up there with her when she won, and her English was kind of shaky. But yeah, so there might be a little bit of a bounce for that. I don't know. Um, but we needed some more platform releases after last week's dearth of platform. We only had like two platform releases, so you know we want to give you a few more options for you guys. So yeah, so what movies do you think? Uh, what do you think Triple X is gonna do? You know, twenty-five, thirty million more. What do you think? Well, like you said, this is the dog days of uh, of movies right now. So, like every movie that's coming out is just like, hey, let's just get these out. The studios don't care. I don't think any anything's going to do twenty five million. To be totally honest with you. Um, okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, well, you want to do that? Make that our over under, and and we'll post it to the to the Twitter because yeah. I actually like Xander Cage to to go higher. Um, thing about Triple yeah. X is when it came uh, out, and I, oh, sorry, it will not ahead. do twenty five million. Oh wow. Okay. Because the the reason the only reason why they're releasing it in January is not because you know they don't believe in it at the dumping ground. It's because that's what the original Triple X was released. I mean, it was and it made like a bunch of money. I might have made set like a January record at the time when it when it came out because it's just such a. I mean, it was 
it, I mean, it was like the dead of January back in 2002. No one's expecting much of it. And it just, mm-hmm. it did gangbusters. So. I yeah. I, I just think there's a lot of staying power. Uh, I think mm-hmm. La La Land movies like that, hidden figures, these movies aren't going to drop off as much because they're True. good fucking movies. And, and as we've learned over the, the months and months we've been doing this now is good movies have staying power. And you know, the people that haven't seen those movies are now going to be, hey, should I go see like an amazing historical movie about you know, NASA and the people behind the scenes who were like not given the credit they were deserved? Or do I want to watch, like, go watch an old Vin Diesel remake Triple <laughs> X? Like, you know, it's going to be good, but I just don't see 25 million. And of course, I'm an idiot. It opened to 44.5 million in August of 2002. Yeah. With, and also, little is it known, like August, like like the first two weeks of August are is technically legitimately summer movie season, but like towards the end of August, it's like the dumping ground. So it barely escaped the dumping ground. And then I believe State of the Union is the one that came, the the, the bad, terrible sequel of Ice, Ice Cube. Cube. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting because they brought him back. I don't, I don't even know why you know marketing was like, oh, we need you know yet one more element to this already badass trailer, and need to throw out Ice Cube in, in the commercials. No, that should have been a surprise. What are you doing, marketing? So, but he's in that too apparently. This Triple X, take care of it. Oh, I'll tell you what. I will even say this: Split has a chance to beat Triple X. Oh no! Now that is that's a legit possibility. But yeah. honestly, I think Triple X is gonna make thirty million this weekend. Oh, I'll I don't take, know. If I'll take under it. thirty million for twenty. Bucks. Boom! There's over under. You, you right. guys heard it for your first. I will try to remember to post a poll after this uh, podcast is done. Triple X over under thirty mil. All right. And oh yeah, and then I guess our customary because I think I'm I'm plus. 20 against you so i will wager my plus 20 against you for 20 i guess for break even i guess love it you want to buy out right now for 10 bucks because i'm locked in this is this bet's over (laughs) nice no shot but yeah i'm digging split i think split's gonna do gangbusters i price split at 12 starting at twelve thousand, going up to 13.5 for the headliner McAvoy, because this is this is like a tour de force room. He's playing twenty three characters. He'll probably, even if it, I mean, I can't imagine he's gonna suck at it. So he has like outside, you know, awards consideration you know, for this if, if it's really good. Um, founder isn't gonna be on enough screens to be too big, so that's price six thousand. Triple X, I think it's gonna be the you know the the the, the cock of the walk in the, in the yard this week. So I started at eighteen thousand, going up to twenty thousand for Vin Diesel as your headliner. Um, monster trucks have bumped up a little. Uh, oh, monster trucks on the rise! Look who's yeah, left. yeah, yeah. Uh, although I think it's gonna get its money on the front end. Like it's 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 got one more weekend for money, and then it's done. It's like done. So uh, sleepless, I ticked down a notch. I think a couple grand. Uh, the bye bye man is the same because I think it might have one more week of uh, staying power. Uh, Resurrection of Gavin Stone. I don't expect very much business. It's limited release. It's you know, so it's it's bare minimum, stone minimum, as some other podcasts like to say, at five thousand. And pretty much everything else is the same. Patterson's also going to be fairly small because if it doesn't expand past its current fourteen screens, it's going to be in a world of hurt. And then 20th Century Women is kind of a wild card. It's going to go wide. This could be your value right here. It's gotten some awards buzz. It's super cheap, starting at 6400 going up to 7200 for Annette Benning as your top headliner. And it, if it truly does go wide at 2,000 screens, I mean, it, it has some sneaky, you know, some, some sneaky potential. Let's look at his per-screen average. He's been out there for about 
uh, three weekends already. By per screen average, 20th Century Women was second in the box office last weekend at 10,000 per. So that's pretty strong. And we saw what happened last time a per screen average leader got released into the wide release. We had hidden figures. Yeah, no, it's a really good breakdown. Yeah, I do not so, disagree with anything you said there. Yeah, so those are still the little things you need to look out for in the upcoming box offices. Yeah, oh, here, here, here's the saddest markdown of the week. Had a knockdown live by night by about three grand. Four grand, actually. Uh, down to 7,000, going up to 8,800 for Ben Affleck as your headliner. Love you, Ben. I believe in your art. This movie will have a home in, actually, in your home. <laughs> it will live on in home theaters, I promise you. Oh, such a good movie. And looking for If he had had, like, a relapse, maybe, like, two weeks prior to release of this movie, where he was in Vegas drinking, gambling with prostitutes, <laughs> he would have done about ten more million dollars, uh, guaranteed. Man. Yeah, it's it's getting buried now. It's 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 too bad. I really enjoy that movie. Um, and then yeah, and everything else is fairly consistent. I I ticked uh, La La Land up by a thousand because what it did last weekend was just ridiculous, just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, 14 million on 1,800 screens. It's it's almost 8,000 per. That's that's just really really impressive. La La Land. Keep doing what you're doing, Gosling. And and then it got my mom's money today. She went and saw it and said it was utterly charming and it was very entertaining. So it's got the draft bomb. I was going to go see it tonight, and then I realized that Vanderpump Rules was on, Timber Creek Lodge was on, and The Bachelor was on, and Timeless was on. Spice, keep that relationship alive, man. Take your girl to La La Land, and you'll get okay. I mean, you'll, you'll you'll get a post movie bump <laughs> for two weeks oh. or so. <laughs> wow, was that a sex joke? What was? That? <laughs> it was whatever you needed to be, my man. It was whatever you needed to be. Well, thanks again go. for jumping on the podcast. I appreciate you. I know you got you know some, some reality TV to attend to, uh, as do we all. To get to uh, tomorrow night, we are back in studio for mostly sports. We have. Oh, oh, and I heard you have a special guest in, in studio. Or a recurring guest, uh, Jacqueline Marfugi, who was on Vanderpump Rules tonight. 